What's up, Herbert? What's up, Nathaniel? This is one fire podcast, bro. And today, we are going to be talking about Greek mythology, specifically Prometheus stealing your boy Zeus's fire. Hey, that doesn't sound very nice. It's hmm. not. Well, what was going on? What was kind of happening in Greece at that time, Herbert? You know, ancient Greece, you know, big mountains, am I right? A I lot know that's right, yeah. yeah. So, you know what those mountains did? It made a lot of different cultural, social, and linguistic climates. And many Greeks shared some common attributes with their neighbors. But these geographic constraints developed distinct regional identities. Sheesh. Well, I guess I can see how it would have been really hard for them to form a cohesive culture, given that, you know, they were separated from their neighbors. So I can see how that physical separation can create different regional identities. Exactly. Also, I think there was a lot of political turmoil in ancient Greece at the time. Kind of like how the president of our fraternity, Beta Phi Kappa, was, um, we had five different ones because they kept getting uh, thrown out for hazing, right? She, she. Political <laughs> turmoil, am I right? Exactly. Right. So there wasn't one single group. There were many groups that, per- that did not persist for more than 200 years at a time. At the time of this source's writing, the government was pretty stable, but towards the end of ancient Greece and this myth's existence, the culture was turbulent due to more political conflict. Sheesh. All right. So I think we got some source context. Let's go. So our source, Theogony, is a poem written by Hesiod. Hesiod. Hesiod, thank you. At the height of ancient Greek civilization around 16th century BC. 6th century BC. 6th century. My bad. That's okay. You know, and I know your boy, you're drunk. Your boy's a little <laughs> drunk from last night, a little hungover. <laughs> uh, yeah, so his works attempts to faithfully recount Pan Hellenic mythology. Sheesh. Sheesh. The written work was compiled in 6th century BC, likely after significant oral retellings. So, the theogony represents a very small, though brilliant, effort by Hesiod to record the myth as it was in his time. After his writings, the myth continued to evolve. Yo, so also, the theogony is often used as faithful primary retelling of general Greek mythology. It is not. Really? Yes. Yeah. Word. Word. <laughs> Ancient Greece was a really big place and had very organic mythological tradition. Both of these factors contribute to there being many local variations on common themes. Rubric point. So, now, oh, I just remembered, Herbert, there's one more historical context piece I wanted to talk about. So, ancient Greece had many colonies, which were bordered by several other states. These occurrences fostered vibrant cultural exchange with people outside of Greece, introducing new ideas into the local mythology. Sheesh! Alright. Sorry, Beta Pi Kappa gets a lot of, um... Other uh, people. A lot of visitors, a lot of visitors. Exactly. Alright, so... What is the myth of Prometheus stealing fire? So, according to Hesiod, Prometheus tricked Zeus into accepting bones and the fat of an ox. That's not, not cash money, yeah, you know? Not cash money. 
Zeus wanted the flesh of the cow. So as a punishment, Zeus hid fire, one of his most prized possessions. But Prometheus then again tricked him by stealing it. What a boy. Exactly, you gotta take matters into your own hands, man. So to do that, he tried to trick the goddesses by throwing them the golden fruit with the message for the most beautiful goddess of all. There's a joke you can make there, but I'm not going to. So. Ew, my bad, the smoke alarm kind of went off. But it worked, because, you know, Prometheus, big brain, am I right? So the goddesses, being goddesses, fought over the fruits while the gods were completely enjoying it. All of them were distracted, and Prometheus didn't have a hard time stealing the fire from Hephaestus's, Hephaestus's workshop. Hephaestus was among other crazy things, the Greek god of fire. Indeed. So Prometheus left the god's realm and took fire with him and brought it to Earth, uh, not Earth, Earth, and gave it to humans. Let's go. That's nice of him. All right, so there are multiple narratives as to how Zeus punished him, but some sources contend that he bound him with chains and sent an eagle to eat Prometheus' immortal liver every day you know that does not sound very swag at all but then his liver would then grow back each every night still prometheus is credited with introducing humans to civilization apart from the gods by way of access to fire and you know when i read this story i think about how greedy those gods are and how greedy those goddesses are, right? Those gods really aren't that nice. Like, imagine stealing fire just for yourself, even though humans needed it. Yeah, I think that really does speak to how the gods come in and they want to maintain their power over humans with their supernatural abilities, right? Sounds like the gods are running a pyramid scheme. Ayo! Ayo! High five! five. Yo, so one similarity with some core uh, core mythologies could be that the gods themselves had control over fire. Like in Norse mythology with Surtur, the god of fire, controlling fire. You know, it shows how much the gods are in control. Totally. This defies some of the other theories about how nature and the gods may be distinct. It synthesizes the two which emphasizes their power. All right, that's it for today's episode. Signing off, this is your boy Herbert. This is your boy Nathaniel. And you've been listening to Fire Pod Podcast. Podcast.